Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for Clemson Sports Talk with Lawton Swan. Ready, Just call me Swanee. Tiger style. Finally, Clemson Sports Talk has come back to drive time. Hello, everybody. Lawton Swan back in the saddle. Once again, it is the show that shakes the Southland. Clemson Sports Talk for you each and every afternoon as you make your way around the great state of South Carolina and beyond listening to us on incredible radio stations like Fox Sports Radio 1400 in the Midlands. Heard around the world on the iHeart radio application. Download today. It is free. The website, put the .com on it. Doggone it, ClemsonSportsTalk.com. Lots of great content, exclusives, interviews with Dabo Sweeney. Uh, everything you want to get your grubby little hands on, you can get it on our website. Also, we've got all the videos from Clemson over on our YouTube channel, tinyurl.com slash TV. And that should get you to uh, all those videos. Again, 803-450-0086. So, look, I'm not going to pull any punches here. Okay? I mean, you saw the game. Clemson and Dabo Sweeney's history as the head coach has never trailed by 28 points. It was ugly. It, it, it certainly has been outside of the norm of what you've seen from Clemson for years. But you could kind of feel... Clemson building towards this, including the matchup against Syracuse a couple of weeks ago. And it's not to dismiss it by any means, but I I, I want to say something I said late in the show yesterday. Yes, N- Notre Dame l- lost to Marshall. You know what? We didn't talk about a whole lot going into that ball game. That loss. Yes, Notre Dame lost to Stanford. You know what? We didn't talk about a whole lot going into that game. That. What we did talk about, though, was that this was a team that held tight with Ohio State. And perhaps more significantly, the thing that we should have considered is that even with the loss to Marshall, the loss to Stanford, that the close playing of Ohio State in Game 1, an Ohio State team that up until this past weekend with their performance against Northwestern, up until this past weekend with the way that Georgia played against Tennessee, an Ohio State team that a lot of people were still saying, hey, that's the best I've seen on both sides of the ball. That Notre Dame team competed with that with that Buckeye club until the fourth quarter. And even still, 21-10, not like it was some kind of runaway for the Buckeyes. Now, 
for Clemson, perhaps part of what you saw and the issue that you saw this past Saturday came down to the fact that Notre Dame's actually better than their record and their resume shows. And and what the Tigers have to do, in my estimation from this point forward, is just answer the bell. I think tonight, as I said yesterday, the college football playoff rankings, I don't think they're going to be as harsh on Clemson as the AP and the coaches poll were. Have I seen a team that I think could win a, a college football playoff game? I haven't. I could argue they don't deserve to be in the college football playoff at this point. At this point, let the games play out. We'll see where it goes from there. But maybe we're just not giving Notre Dame enough credit and Marcus Freeman in year one for perhaps turning the worm, so to speak, and getting his program heading in the right direction. I've said for a long time I think he's the right fit. Makes a lot of sense. Looks the part. I, I, Chancey Stuckey's a friend. I think it's a great opportunity for Chancey. Saw him on the sidelines in the green hat this weekend. Weird, but it is what it is. But all in all, maybe we should give more credit to Notre Dame than what the AP and the coaches poll essentially took from Clemson. 803-450-0086. Text line, phone line. Again, you can be a part of the program anytime, anyplace, anywhere. We always have a good time. Now, coming into Death Valley on Saturday will be a 6-3 and three Louisville Cardinal team. A Louisville team who, when they lost their opener, you'll remember, to Syracuse, 31-7. to Eyeballs were just popping out of heads around the country. What in the world happened to Louisville? Well, maybe that was more about who Syracuse was. Then the Cardinals got by UCF 20-14. They lost by four to Florida State. Hammered South Florida 41-3. Lost to Boston College 34-33. But they have since beat Virginia, Pitt, Wake, and James Madison. They have scored 34 or more points in three out of those four games. And they now face Clemson, NC State, and Kentucky, which could go one way or the other for the Cardinals. I mean, honestly, at this point, at the beginning of the season with their loss to Syracuse, Scott Satterfield's job, some people thought, oh, he's in trouble. With these four consecutive wins, again, Virginia, Pitt, Wake, and James Madison. Scott Satterfield, with games against a top 12 Clemson team, a top 25 ranked NC State team, they have a legitimate chance to win a couple of big ball games here and then maybe press on into that in-state rivalry with Kentucky. And I'll tell you, after their loss to Syracuse in blowout fashion in game one, if you had told me that we would be talking about a Louisville Cardinal team that might get to eight or nine wins, I would have probably laughed. But that's where we are. And so for Clemson, you come into this ball game, hopefully with a chip on your shoulder after what happened last weekend. I, I mean, I would believe that you would. I would think that Clemson would be as fired up to play in this game as they have been to play in any. 
I can't for the life of me justify how the Tigers wouldn't be incredibly excited to get back out on the field. What do you mean, Swati? They just got beat. They're probably going to be flat. No, see, that's not how it works for teams that have won the way Clemson's won in recent years. I think it is much more difficult. And I think this is why Dabo Sweeney does a heck of a job to keep guys playing at their peak. Now, the thing we've said here for years, and again, whether you look at Clemson and the way things have gone for them from winning a national title, blowout fashion, surpassing Alabama in the country saying, uh-oh, there's a new team in town, to falling short in the national championship game the next season against LSU, to losing in big fashion to Ohio State in the semifinals of the college football playoff, to not making the playoff, and potentially not making the playoff this year, it feels like that bus beep, beep is in reverse. But the thing that is so incredibly difficult, and we said it at the time when Clemson won the national title over Alabama, is how do you stay at that peak performance? How do you stay at the top? I mean, Dabo Sweeney talks about best being the standard. Well, you didn't see the best coaching. You didn't see the best playing. You certainly didn't see the best preparation. If best were the standard Saturday night in Notre Dame Stadium, the Fighting Irish were that standard. And Clemson got to see what it looks like up close and personal. And, and so I believe because of that reset, I believe because of the, the frustration that Clemson has with, a, with, with the game going the way it did, I think you're going to see this group bounce back. I don't think they're going to slow play or slow roll their way into the Louisville game. The question more than anything for me comes down to two things. Because I think defensively, as bad as that game was, especially for Clemson's defensive front, who I said yesterday on this program, look, they may have dressed up like the Avengers on Halloween, but they look more like the invisible men on Saturday. I think the question legitimately, legitimately comes down to what does Clemson look like offensively and what types of throws are being made by the quarterbacks? Notice I didn't say DJ. I, I still think this is DJ's team. The biggest disappointment for me from last Saturday was that I heard confidence in DJ all week and then I saw None of that on the field. And that's the thing that blows my mind. Whether it's confidence that DJ in his mind can make the throws or confidence from the booth that DJ can make the throws. And, and sure, did Clemson put Cade Klubnik in in a bad spot? Yes. The thing I can't understand is why Cade Klubnik is rolling against his body. Why is he rolling to the left? The kid just got in the game. He's pinned in deep, and he, they, we were rolling him to the left to make a throw, and he tries to throw it back across his body. That, that blew my mind a little bit. 803-450-0086. Text line and phone line. Again, on Twitter, at Clemson Sports. Over 26,000. Heading to 27,000. I can't believe we're going to get to 30,000 before the end of the year at the rate we're going. 
and you guys are a huge part of that. Coming up in just a few minutes, we'll hear from Dabo Swinney. Obviously, uh, it was a Talking Tuesday in Tigertown, kind of get his feel on things. And you do wonder, just given the struggles, you know, we, we, we heard from Kyle Richardson yesterday, Clemson passing game coordinator, talking about how, you know, this, this group hasn't hit those explosive plays. Heck, watching the game, they haven't thrown them. Like, like remember when Chad Morris arrived at Clemson and, and he kind of said, hey, we're going to take deep shots down the field. Like, I, I, I you know, I've, I'm undefeated. As an offensive coordinator, I'm winless as well. But I've often wondered if, much like establishing the run to open up the passing game, if it's not possible, and look, I, I understand you don't want to waste downs. Like, I get, I get the value of a down. But I've often wondered when a team is throwing the ball Underneath the way Clemson did that entire first quarter, outside of one throw, I often wonder if you're not just better set. Okay, let's say you let's say you rush the football on first down, you get five to six yards, which is a reasonable thing at this point for this offense with with, with Will Shipley at running back. That's not asking too much. That second down play, to me. Instead of always being a little bubble screen, a little dump into the flats, the things that Clemson did over and over and over. Why not? Even if you want to bluff that screen and tell DJ, I, I like literally make it a part of the play. I don't care if you complete this pass, DJ. Throw the thing 70 yards down the field. What? Just launch it. Let it rip. Keep the defense honest. It's sort of the inverse of what's happened when you run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and you set it up for the downfield passing game. But if you keep them honest and say, hey, we'll throw it, then guys can't just play downhill hill on those screens. Like to me, and that, and that is honestly feels less complicated. But yes, Juan, you've wasted it down. But yeah, but now it's it's still, even if you burn one or two in a game, but you keep them honest, what does that do the next time you throw that ball underneath? What does that do the next time when you actually hand that ball off on a delay? And you've got you've got some, you know, some streaks, some fly patterns down the field, and, and you've delayed a handoff, and the safeties are, or, or even the cornerbacks are no longer a part of that. How much does that help you? It's got to be immense. OCs, offensive coordinators out there, help me out. Again, I want to know, why is that not something that you can do conversely to what most teams try to do? I know you don't want to give up a down, but you know what? Handing the ball off sometimes to get a yard or two just to set it up later. Well, they're establishing the run so that they can hit them over the top of the play-action pass is essentially the same thing. Now, I'm, I'm sure that every play call is designed to score in some way, but we all recognize that every play call isn't going to score. So why not set something up that allows you to loosen up the defense, make people respect that you're going to throw the ball deep, that you're going to use the vertical space on the field, 
Let me ask you something. Why is it so difficult to score inside the red zone? Why is it more difficult to score at the 15 or the 10 or even the five-yard line? Well, Swanee calls it a condensed field. Well, guess what screen pass after screen pass does? It condenses the field. There might be 80 yards behind the defenders, but if they don't feel like they have to cover that space because you're not willing to test it or throw it, even if the routes run through those zones, but you never throw that ball, they can play downhill. And maybe at some point you beat them. 803-450-0086. We'll hear from Dabo Sweeney coming up on the program in just a little bit. Again, our website, put the .com on it. Doggone it. ClemsonSportsTalk.com. Twitter, at Clemson Sports. Instagram, the same with the little underscore on it. It is what it is. I don't know who's Clemson Sports on Instagram, but if they ever hang it up, I'm taking it. I've been trying to get it for years. Nonetheless, nonetheless, again, we'll hear from Dabo Sweeney coming up in just a little bit. As for some of the other games going on around the country this weekend, here's a look at some of them. And and I get it, like Clemson and Louisville, uh, Miami and, and South Carolina, the remaining games didn't feel like challenges until you see what Malik Cunningham's been able to do. You know the threat that he is. So it's a better game in Death Valley this weekend, I think, than we anticipated given the run that Louisville's been on over the past four weekends. All that being said, all that out in front of you, here's what you're looking at. Coming up tonight, you've got three matchups, uh, none from like power programs, a lot of maction. Eastern Michigan's at Akron at 7 o'clock, no TV on that one. Ohio is at Miami of Ohio at 7.30 on ESPN2. And at 8 o'clock on ESPN, Ball State's at Toledo. Tomorrow as well, three games, none featuring you know Power 5 teams. Thursday, the same two games, no Power 5 matchups. Friday, you finally get a little Power 5 football. As Colorado goes to Southern Cal, the Trojans should be somewhere in the top 10 uh, when tonight's rankings come out. On Saturday, number one Tennessee is hosting Missouri, 1 o'clock on CBS. Number 10 LSU is at Arkansas at noon on ESPN. You've also got a matchup between Alabama and Ole Miss as the Crimson Tide go to Vaught-Hemingway Stadium to take on Hottie Toddy, 3.30 uh, on CBS. Obviously, that Clemson-Louisville game is a 3.30 start on ESPN uh, as well. South Carolina, for all the Gamecocks peeking over the fence, they're at Florida at 4 o'clock on the SEC Network. I mean... Honestly, it might as well be called the SC Network because South Carolina plays on the SEC Network almost exclusively is the way it feels at this point. They'll take on the Gators in Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Georgia, the presumptive number one team in the college football playoff rankings, uh, is at Mississippi State, 7 o'clock on ESPN. And if you're wondering, I've tried to avoid, maybe I've messed up and said somebody's ranking here along the way. But I know with the new rankings coming out tonight, they're going to change. So I, I've tried to not. If I've mentioned one, I apologize. I do need to apologize 
for saying uh, Clemson versus Alabama at the end of the program yesterday when I met Clemson in Georgia. Yeah, I sorry about that. I even recognized it after the fact uh, when I was listening back to the show, the podcast. I was like, oh, bonehead. Anyway, it happens. Another game to watch this weekend, North Carolina's at Wake Forest, 7.30 on ESPN2. Obviously, North Carolina, the presumptive candidate to take on Clemson in the ACC championship game. Oof, just looking at the clock. We're up against a hard time break. Uh, We'll come back and talk about some of the other games going on this weekend right after this. Back at it on a Tuesday. Apologize about that. Yeah, I looked at the clock. I was like, oh my goodness, we got to get out. All right. So uh, North Carolina's at Wake Forest, again, 7.30 on ESPN2. That's a just a, a viewership game for Clemson fans because, again, I think you're going to probably be playing North Carolina in the ACC championship. And as a matter of fact, I'd have to look at the standings. So North Carolina's in the Coastal. Uh, they're 5-0 and overall in the league. Duke is 3-2. and Georgia Tech is 3-3. What a turnaround for the Yellow Jackets after firing uh, their head coach, too, right? Holy cow. Uh, Let's see. So, if North Carolina wins, they go to 6-0, which means the most they could lose at that point in conference would be two games. They've got the tiebreaker against Duke because they beat them... 3835. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Brain fog. Insomnia. Moodiness. Achy joints. Weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should, too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Duke takes on Virginia Tech, Pitt, and Wake. I think, I mean, just looking at it, I don't see a way that it's not Clemson and North Carolina and Charlotte. I mean, I, I, I mean, maybe there's a scenario that I don't recognize, but based off of my Swanee indicators, uh, it appears even if North Carolina loses to George, excuse me, to Wake Forest this weekend, they I think they'd have to lose out in order to make it where it's possible for somebody to beat them. I think that would have to be the case. They have to lose to Wake, Georgia Tech, and NC State. All right, back to the conference we go though. Clemson and Louisville facing off this weekend. Double O's 
been on hold for a while. And Double O, you, you tend to think that Clemson's not going to bounce back very well after their loss to Notre Dame, huh? They're, they're, you misunderstand me, Lawton. Um, they're they're going to bounce back, but they're not a, the greatest team that people think they are. I don't think they deserve to be in the top ten. Um, but they can't line up properly. They have a legal procedure. They have problems on that team. I don't think it can get be corrected overnight during set, during a week of practice. They've got major problems, Lawton. Um, but I'll, I'll I'll give you this. I, I know you're a math a genius. Your 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 math skills are unreal. I just man, if I would if I could do math like you, I'd be a computer. Um, I'd be a sarcastic Lawton. This is a no-brainer. Clemson and North Carolina will be playing for the ACC championship. Don't even worry about trying to figure that out, okay? It'll be Clemson and North Carolina for the ACC championship. But does that make me feel better if Clemson wins an ACC championship? Does it make you feel better if they win the ACC championship? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, isn't that the goal every year? You win the, the conference title? No, my goal is to win the national championship. Are you kidding me? Well, you can't. You can't. You can hardly win that though without winning your conference title. But a comp. I know you got to get a conference title. But but shoot, I don't. My goal is the top. I, if I, I'm not going to have a goal of beating South Carolina to win a state championship, that's a bunch of monarchy. I I don't care about the ACC. Well, the national champion, if you're not a national champion, then, you know, if you don't make it to the that game, yeah. then I think, I, I don't even think the whole season is a, is, a, is a waste of time. With the talent that Clemson has at the past 10 years, they th- their goal should be playing for the, I'm not going to say they're going to win the national, but their goal should be at least to get there. Well, they were on their way until this past Saturday. I mean, honestly, like if they beat, like if they come, if they win that game instead of lose it, you agree, right? Like they they should beat Louisville, they should beat Miami, and they should beat South Carolina. No, no, no. I I agree that they'll beat Louise. Yeah, they'll win the two ACC games, but Carolina, I'm predicting an upset this year. You're taking the Gamecocks over the Tigers, double O. If you'll give me some points, I will. So not straight up. You don't think they'll just go in and beat Clemson? Not straight up. You give me you give me three points, and I'll take it. So you think it's going to be a close game? Absolutely. Double. Carolina wants it more. They haven't they haven't won a game in how many years, Lawton? Ten years. Seven, but Against it Clemson? should be eight. Yeah. Okay, should be eight. That's right. Okay, so yeah, they they want it more. I can tell you, our desire. Don't make me sing for you. I'm getting ready to sing, Lawton. I'm gonna sing you too for you if you if you if you don't, Lawton. <laughs> Listen. I, I love your show. You did a great job yesterday explaining the game. Don't mention playoffs to me again, please. I don't want it. Don't. It ain't going to happen, boss. 
Don't be delusional like them Carolina fans. <laughs> Double O, so if a Carolina fan believes Clemson is going to get beat by the Gamecocks, but you also kind of agree with that, I mean, are they really that delusional? Carolina fans are always delusional, just like Dallas Cowboy fans. They're they're exactly alike. Um, Carolina expects to have a winning season um, just about every year with zero talent. Okay, they can, but they can't recruit an SEC against Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, Florida. That that's not going to happen. It's never happened. It never will happen. They think. Yes, Carolina fans are delusional. They think every year they got a chance to win the SEC, and um, you know they they don't they don't have to be delusional this year because they have a chance of beating our ass. Excuse my French. Oof, double O. That's harsh. Well, I'm I'm upset with the, our team. We've got personal problems that we have no. It's not a team, if you ask me. Nobody's getting along. Nobody knows where they're lining up. Nobody knows where. They don't act like they act like they're in high school, on the high school field. Double O, we're up against a break, man. We'll have to uh, we'll have to continue the conversation tomorrow. Be good, brother. Absolutely. Adios, amigos. That's Double O, 803-450-0086. With a quick break, we'll come back. We'll hear... Some of what Dabo Sweeney had to say up in Tigertown earlier today as it was a talking Tuesday for your Clemson Tigers. Stay with us. It is the show that shakes the Southland Clemson Sports Talk on a Tuesday. Again, Dabo Sweeney up in Tigertown today talking about Clemson's uh, you know, loss to Notre Dame and, and the upcoming matchup uh, against Louisville. And I I mean, I, I can't imagine Dabo Sweeney's got time to listen to this show, but Sometimes the things he says, I go, man, I think he listens to this show. Anyway, uh, here's some of his press conference right here on the show that shakes the Southland. Hey, but as far as, uh, you know, uh, where we are right now, obviously coming off a very tough weekend, um, you know, difficult weekend. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm proud of our guys. Uh, hey, we won 14 in a row. And, uh, you know, uh, it's hard to do. And it didn't go our way the other night. Uh, give Notre Dame credit again for that. Uh, certainly very, very disappointing because uh, we, we definitely missed an opportunity for sure. Um, uh, but, you know, uh, proud of the guys that have been a part of this for the, uh, over two two seasons here to win 14 in a row. I think that's the third longest streak in the history of our school. Uh, we've had another one 17 in a row, 29 in a row, you know, and, and we've had those streaks because we've just responded and we've always gone back to work. And uh, so good news is uh, we missed an opportunity, but we got another opportunity this week. And that's 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 the good news for us. Also, we're a better team, certainly, than what we played the other night. Uh, we're 8-1, and one, not 5-3. and three. And uh, every goal every goal we have is intact. There's there's you know our goals are simple and uh, they, they're they're very simple. Every time we've hit all those goals, we've either won the national championship uh, or we've had some kind of you know amazing year. And uh, so there's not anything that we strive for every single year that's that's not attainable to this team. Uh, we we've won the opener. We we can win the division. Uh, we can still win this state championship. <clears throat> Uh, we can still win this league, and we can still win the closer. And what will that closer be? Who knows? Uh, a lot of it comes down to perhaps what the College Football Playoff Committee's rankings look like tonight as they come out. 
find out tonight at 7 o'clock on ESPN. Obviously, Sweeney brought up the fact that, look, the, being undefeated is off the table. I said here on the program yesterday just how difficult that is, and that's what he reiterated today. Very few teams that you know can, are ever undefeated. There's been one in the NFL since 1972, and I think there's only been six in 10 years uh, in, in, uh, in the college football. Uh, it's hard, and we've one of them. It's hard to do. It's hard to win every game. You want to win every game. You don't want everyone to lose. Uh, but man, it's all about responding and, and just you know getting back to work. And that's what our guys did. Is a, a tough couple of days. And uh, you know our our job. You know when when we fail, we fail in front of the world. And there, there's there's that's a tough tough thing, uh, especially when you're dealing with young people. <clears throat> so it was a long Sunday and a long day yesterday. Uh, mental Monday. Get your mind right. Uh, refocus. You know, again, with the right perspective, take ownership, learn from it, and let's grow from it, and then you get back to work. That's what that's what winners do. That's what competitors do. And again, that's why we've been so consistent and, and successful around here for a long time. Uh, and and you respond. Will the Tigers respond this Saturday? Uh, I, you know, it kind of felt like they didn't get off the bus, quite frankly, in South Bend, Indiana. Eight zero three four five zero 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 eighty six. Again, listening to some of what Dabos Winnie had to say earlier today uh, up in Clemson. He also uh, talked about Louisville and the type ball club that was coming to town. I already mentioned to you, out of, you know, game one, the way they lost to Syracuse, you thought, what's wrong with Louisville? Now they're 6-3, and three, and I think a lot of Louisville fans are saying, hey, look at what's right with who we are. Here's Sweeney on the Cardinals. And another big challenge. It's a good football team uh, that we're getting ready to play. Uh, these guys, they're fast, physical team. They're a veteran team on both sides of the ball. Seems like we're playing a lot of those uh, type teams. And uh, they've won four in a row, so they're really confident. It's a confident bunch. Uh, they've, they've, they've got three losses, but winning makes you forget about that, you know, quickly. Uh, you can even look at the national scene. you got people on the national scene with some really bad losses, but people forget about those things uh, when you win. Winning is, is a key thing, and these guys are very confident because they've put four good ones in a row together, and uh, they're playing well. Offensively, they're balanced. They're explosive. This quarterback is special. He's, he's, a, he's a very dynamic player. I mean, he's He's a, he's a problem um, and just a guy I got a lot of respect for. He's a great competitor. Three really good running backs, just like last week. Very veteran offensive line, good receivers, another good tight end. But I think the balance that they have creates the explosiveness, uh, especially with the quarterback you know, running the show back there. Veteran guy uh, that, that obviously is, again, really, really dangerous. Dabo Sweeney there on the Louisville Cardinal offense and Malik Cunningham. He also gave his thoughts on the defense ahead of this matchup that the Cardinals will bring to town. A very aggressive, uh, you know, veteran group, second in the nation in sacks. I think they're, uh, uh, you know, right there in the top 10 or so in TFLs, second in the nation in takeaways, or maybe lead the nation at this point. They got a bunch of bunch of turnovers that they've created. So it's a good football team, and, and uh, for us, definitely have to, uh, get back on track. Number one thing for us, we got to take care of the ball. Uh, <clears throat> there's, that's just first and foremost. You know, that's the that's the number one thing in our plan to win. And you know, we did a really good job of that for seven games. We had three turnovers in seven games, and we've had six in two. We're not real complicated. Uh, you're going to struggle when you when you when you do that. Uh, and you're going to miss a lot of opportunities. So we've got to we've got to correct that first and foremost. Get back on track, uh, and then uh, you know just respond, respond in all 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 areas. 
you know, like a good team does. And that's the expectation. Again, last time we lost a game, we went on a 14-game winning streak. And uh, unfortunately, that ended uh, the other night. So uh, the goal is to try to start another one uh, on Saturday. And it's, it'll be a great day, 3.30 game, military appreciation, always a special time. And uh, look forward to, to uh, another opportunity. So there you go, Dabo Sweeney again up in Tigertown today previewing Clemson's matchup with the Louisville Cardinals. We'll hear more from Coach Sweeney in the bottom half of Hour 1. Plus, Mike Yuba, Gamecock Central, joins us. The South Carolina Gamecocks are bowl eligible for a second consecutive season under uh, Shane Beamer, their second-year head coach. Big matchups remaining for the Gamecocks on the road at Florida. Then they've got a matchup against Tennessee and at Clemson, looking to snap a seven-game losing streak to the Tigers, which uh, even as poorly as Clemson played against Notre Dame, watching the Gamecocks sure feels like it's going to be a lot of work. I know Double O felt a little confident about Carolina against Clemson. I don't. I don't. 803-450-0086. I think the Tigers will handle the Gamecocks inside the friendly confines of Death Valley, where their final three games are played this year. Louisville, Miami, and South Carolina at home. With a break, stay with us. Final segment of Hour 1 coming up, Mike Yuva. Hour number 2, we'll find out about you know, what he thinks about the Gamecocks and their win over uh, Vanderbilt, maybe even more importantly, what it means to be bowl eligible for South Carolina. All that, a bag of chips coming up around the bend. 803-450-0086. Hope you had a chance to go out and vote. Listen, we are an apolitical program, I would say, here on the show, but... Uh, I, I saw a great tweet from uh, a friend of mine's wife that said, uh, you know, something to the effect of choosing not to vote is not a protest, it's a surrender. I like that. Like, get out and vote. Go stand in that line. Let your voice be heard. Uh, the thing about it is, if you, if you don't vote, how do you complain? I mean, that's, that's the thing, right? If you don't vote, how do you complain? But back to Dabo Sweeney, uh, he met with the media today and again, getting locked in on Louisville, but was asked about the tape and just what he saw. And, and like he said, after the game, he didn't even need to see the tape. It was a physical butt kicking. Just physically got our butts kicked. It's real simple. Yeah, it is. They, they just, we, we, didn't, we, did, we did a lot of technical things wrong too, but didn't take care of the ball. They block a punt on the opening possession, you know, on a, the most basic thing that you could ask and uh, we don't do it and momentum turnovers you know it's, it's hard to turn that and uh on the road you know and again i'm proud of our guys though i mean listen we what four and one on the road this year uh we didn't go undefeated on the road we gave it all we had we had a bad night uh but we you know we're four and one on the road and we're eight and one on the season so uh, that was a one to forget and the good news is is we know we're better than that uh but we did not play well and uh, we didn't do we didn't do much well at all. But they played better, coached better, physically won the game. And uh, we did not just didn't do what we needed to do. And a lot of missed opportunities, big missed opportunity. But that one's over. It's about this one coming forward. Dabo Sweeney was also asked about the quarterback situation, and after having another sixty minutes, the type of performance that DJ had, which wasn't great. You know, how do you frame up that job? Well, he 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 played his worst game against Syracuse for sure, and uh, it was and it was a really and he's he played well. Up to that, he'd had a, he's played well. I mean, again, he, the reality is we won 14 in a row. He was starting quarterback for every single one of them. 
and uh, he's 19 and five as a starter. You know, so uh, he, he's he's he had a really his worst game, and he did not play well at Notre Dame. He played better, but he didn't play well. Uh, but he can't punt protect, and he don't stop the run. And uh, but I do like how he finished the game. I loved how he finished the game. I love how he competed, and that's why that's why the team loves him uh, because that's who he is. And so, but he's got to play. I mean, he'd be the first one to tell you. I mean, he's 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 got to play better, and uh, he's got to get back on track to how he played the first seven games. And uh, you know, that's just the reality of the situation. Sweeney was also asked about Cade Klubnik and uh, if they were going to try to get him more playing time. Obviously, he was in some bad situations at Notre Dame, a tough spot against Syracuse, bringing the Tigers from behind. But should he get some playing time when maybe the game's not in peril, so to speak? Yeah, we we, we need to get Cade some more opportunity. You know, he hasn't really had a lot of opportunity. Uh, you know, we've put him in in some, you know, tough situations from time to time. He hadn't had, you know, and it was that's a tough spot. Though, and that's a tough play, you know, um, and, and uh, a mistake he'll learn from. He's got a guy in the flat. You either throw it to the guy in the flat or you throw it away right there. But, you know, just a, a young guy that'll learn. But we definitely, you know, got a lot of confidence in him. He's a great young player. And uh, But, again, um, when you've won 14 in a row and, and you've got a guy that is your leader and, and is, has played well, and then all of a sudden, you know, he had a bad game, you know, you, 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 you don't panic. You know, you keep moving. And now this past week, uh, he didn't play bad, but he didn't play well. And uh, we need him to play well. So that's kind of where we are. Sweeney was also asked about what he saw from his team on Monday during practice. He said it was going to be a tough day, but here's what the head coach saw from his team. Hurt. Hurt group. A mad group. Disappointed. Complete ownership. Saw what I wanted to see. It's good, and you know. So now it's about us as coaches, helping them have the right perspective. You know, uh, especially at a place like Clemson. As I said yesterday, I mean, the team that just beat us, Notre Dame. I mean, they got. You know, they lost their first two games. There's a lot, probably a lot of criticism, a lot of disappointment, right? A lot of, you know, they went back to work, and you respond, and you and you get better. Now they've won six out of seven, and they're but they still got three losses. I mean, Oregon lost by 46 points. Now they go. They talking about being in the playoff. Well, they responded, you know. So that's what good teams do. That's what good coaches do. LSU, you know, they 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 lost to Florida State. We beat Florida State, you know, at their place. You know that happened. You know, they got blown out at home by Tennessee. But now they're one of the better teams in the country. LSU, right? I think that's what good teams do. That's what good staffs do. You respond. You know, and you don't think there's some criticism in a place like LSU or Notre Dame or, you know, absolutely. There's disappointment, but you, you have to have the right perspective as you go back to work. Because if you don't, then those bad moments define you. Uh, and you can't let it do that. you gotta, you got to let it develop you into what you're, what, you're, what you're capable of being as a team and as, a, as an individual player. And that's what good teams do. So it hurts because we went 10 weeks without a loss, right? I mean, there's only four undefeated teams, and we made it to week 10. And we had a bad day. We won 14 in a row. Nobody wins every game, nobody, uh, forever. So when you have a, a moment like that, you regroup. You make sure you got the right perspective because if you don't, and, and, and you know, the, the, these kids today, the world can get in them and just, you know, paralyze them because uh, it's so much negativity and, and criticism and things like that, and that comes with it. Um, so you got to help them have the right perspective as they get back to work.
Again, that's Dabo Sweeney talking about your Clemson Tigers. And, uh, you know, like they're, they're going to be people. There are going to be listeners that are going to say, oh, Dabo, fluff and stuff. You know, always always talking about the positives. But the, re- the reality is how good this team has been. And, and this is where I sit in this chair and I tell you, I understand coming into the season that they can get beat. Do I think they should have gotten beat by Notre Dame on Saturday night? I don't. Do I think they are good enough to go out and, and beat every team on their schedule this year? And get into the college football playoff as the ACC championship, yeah, as the ACC champions. Yes, I do. Had I seen a team that could win a college football playoff game yet, I did not. And you know what happened on Saturday night? A team that couldn't make the playoffs, unfortunately, showed up for Clemson. That team can't show up again. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hour two. Mike Yuva joins us next. It's time for Clemson Sports Talk with Lawton Swan. Just call me Swanee. Tiger style. Tiger style. Is our number two. That's drive time right here on the show that shakes the Southland Clemson Sports Talk. Lawton Swan hanging out with you. And of course, if you are a Gamecock football fan, Mike Yuva joins us right here. That's right. Purple and Orange, Clemson Tiger Nation. Mike Yuva, Gamecock Central, comes on this program every week to talk about the South Carolina Gamecocks this weekend, 38 27, or this past weekend. 38-27, they knock off the Vanderbilt Commodores. That means the Gamecocks are bowl eligible. I wasn't sure if they'd get bowl eligible if they didn't win that game. Now they are. They could turn their attention to their matchup coming up at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium against the Florida Gators. Mike, what's going on, man? I'm doing well, Swanee. How you doing? I'm good. Look, you know, 
Tiger Nation's licking their wounds this week, but you and I are in this business where, you know, wins and losses happen. Uh, Dabo Sweeney even said today, you know, if you look at the rarity of teams that go undefeated, you know, to to have that as like your goal for like the fan base, which they always do, whether it's Gamecocks, Tigers, Bulldogs, Yellow Jackets, everybody wants to go undefeated. It just doesn't happen. But, you know, I, I come in here, I, I feel fine this week. It's like, hey, turn your attention to Louisville, go play football. And I think that's the challenging part when you raise the bar as high as Clemson has over the last couple of years. Because, you know, it's it's tough to say. It's not a moral victory, but they're playing in the ACC championship game again, which, as we've talked about, Swander, that conference continues to get better. And I know this game against Notre Dame, they're not in the ACC. I know during the COVID year they were, but I bring all that up because it shows that they're still one of the premier teams in the country. The challenging part is, though, like you said, when you raise that bar so high to a level where it's very similar to Alabama, Ohio State, game, uh, Clemson fans expect to be in the college football playoff. They expect to be competing for national championships year in and year out. So I think that's the frustrating part, that when they don't get to that point, even if it's, okay, one loss, two loss, whatever the case may be, for a lot of other teams, and as we know right down the street from Clemson, South Carolina would be loving that. They'd say, sign me up for that. Only one, two losses in a season. It's different right now in Clemson. But again, that's because the bar has been risen so high. Yeah, and I tell you, I think, and I said this earlier as well, like Marcus Freeman, I've said all year, I thought he was the right fit. Then, of course, they competed against Ohio State. But then the the inexplicable loss to Marshall is the thing that's really kind of destroyed Notre Dame's credibility nationally this year. But, boy, Marcus Freeman has really, it seems like, at least from my perspective, Mike, that he's going to be the right fit there in South Bend. And there's a reason why when Brian Kelly stepped down to take the job over at LSU, why so many players came to the forefront saying, hey, we want this guy to be our head coach. That doesn't always happen. That doesn't always happen that they – higher intern, um, internally, and they decided to stay in-house with it. So I bring that up because it just speaks volumes of what he's been doing since being an assistant coach at Notre Dame. And look, there's always going to be some hiccups when you go through changes. We mentioned this with, you know, with Tom Brady, right, when he was with the Buccaneers that first year, just the challenges, trying to learn a new playbook, get the guys around him all on the same page. I mean, that, that happens on any level. And sometimes it's smoother than other places. And it's funny that we mentioned Freeman because the guy that obviously just left Notre Dame for the LSU job, that's another perfect example. Brian Kelly's doing some great things over at LSU. And obviously after the first loss of the season, which they're an extra point away from being even a game up more, and who knows, maybe they're competing for a national title this year. I say all that because it's just it's funny how things sometimes play out. So, you know, with Clemson, look, they're going to have to figure out some things from an offensive standpoint, no question about that. But I still think they have the talent, they have the pieces to be a very successful team. I think the challenging part, though, Swanee, is there's just been so many talented assistant coaches under Dabo. And that's not saying that Dabo is not a good head coach by any means because, well, he's been able to do a good job of keeping those guys there, getting them there in the first place. But I bring that up because I think that's the, the part of all this, which is just different. Right. I mean, it's easy to be like, oh, you know, 
Venables will figure it out. You know, the defense is fine. Venables will figure it out. Or, you know, uh, Tony Elliott will figure it out. Everything will be okay with you. We're in a different time period right now with Clemson. And that's not to say that the, the guys on staff they have can't figure it out moving forward or even going into next season, but it's just not that same feeling. Again, another compare like the Patriots. Uh, Brady will figure it out. They, not the case anymore here. You know, you can't use that as, oh, they'll figure it out. That's the different thing that we're, we're experiencing right now with Clemson. Mike Uva's on Twitter at Mike underscore UVA, covers the Gamecocks for GamecockCentral.com, and of course, on the beat for all your Boston sports pro teams, etc. That's got to be a lot of fun, Mike. So, how have you enjoyed switching gears before we get to the Gamecocks? I mean, how have you enjoyed kind of being in your hometown and uh, being able to cover the professional sports that you grew up following? It's pretty neat. I was explaining this to Rick Sanford, Gamecock great. He was back in town this weekend for Alumni Weekend for the Patriots, and it was the first time I had ever gone to this place called J.J. Foley's, which is a Boston Gamecock bar, uh, which is neat. I mean, I'm sure Clemson has places like that throughout the country, but had an opportunity to go in there and watch it. And we were talking, and I told Rick, I said, the crazy thing is when I'm covering those games, I can't look at it as, all right, it's the Patriots, it's the Red Sox, it's the Bruins, or whoever, and people might not believe me. I know how to shut it off, you know? Yeah. I can watch a game, and, you know, obviously I'll have fun. I'll poke jokes um, when I'm covering games and stuff like that. But I'm not – it's easy for me to shut it off. And maybe it's just because, you know, watching the Patriots, yeah, Belichick's there, but Brady's not there anymore for the Red Sox, or Tease isn't there. You know, the guys I grew up watching. So – you know, yesterday, an opportunity to cover the Bruins in the morning. They do morning skate. I have a lot of respect for a lot of those hockey players, um, big hockey guys. So it's neat to cover those guys. And then I go in, I cover the game. Um, and it's actually funny because I had tickets last night. The girlfriend's in town. So as soon as I got off the air at 6 o'clock, Swanee, I go right into the stands. And now I'm watching the game having a $16 beer just like all the other peasants. I'm right there with you. I was a peasant too. $16 beers. Got to love it. So, um, you know, I, I say all that because God it's bless. different. Like, you know, I think it was 12 bucks, but we rounded up um, to make it sound worse. But no, bottom line is this, though. It's like when I'm in the stands, I can enjoy it. But there is, a, and I don't know if you feel this way, Swanee, sometimes you feel like your you're innocence, kind of like finding out. Um, the secrets well, of life. The secrets of life, Mike. Are... The secrets of life. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyone has kids in the car, we don't want to spoil anything. But you know what I'm getting at. It's like when you get older, there's certain things you don't have that innocence anymore. So I'm not saying I don't enjoy sport, sports going to games, but it's, it's a little bit different. So sorry for the long-winded answer. No, look, I, I think you know covering Clemson, being a Clemson graduate, growing up a Clemson fan, I, I have to do the same thing. And that's what's weird, right? Like when, when, when Clemson, And UNC alum, too. You pr- you're a proud Gamecock with that diploma in the background. Some things I wish you never knew, um, but but when you when you go back and, and you think about how you have to handle it, right? Like my sister, who and, and sisters plural, who are invested, but don't have that same mindset that I have to have in this business. I mean, they're texting me during the game, like, "Are you nervous? Are you worried?" And I'm like, "No, it's it's a part of what I do. Like I have to cover Clemson when they're great. I have to cover Clemson when they're not great." And it's just the nature of what we do as broadcasters, right? Yeah, and I think Swanee, and I think you would agree with me on this. And uh, on this, 
it's like I always love, and I don't know if you saw my tweets. I mean, it's kind of become a running joke, and I'm sure there's some Clemson fans that see it that don't like me, and that's all right. But, you know, I have fun poking fun at, at Clemson fans, and I think I, you know, I do this thing where if Clemson loses, you know, I always say as an unbiased journalist or blah, 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 and now I'm covering Boston, and I really, really don't pay attention to Boston College that much because you know, it's a pro town. But because they're an ACC team, I had some fun with it. I said, you know, as an unbiased reporter and covering the ACC now, it's my duty to share that Clemson lost this weekend. So it's always funny seeing the responses because I would do that to Gamecocks fans as far as covering Clemson because that's the beauty about those two fan bases that they're so passionate, but they're so sensitive too. And I know you experience that. There's sensitive fans everywhere. I mean, there's sensitive fans up here in Boston too. But I bring that up because – I love being able to interact with these different fan bases. And I just think it's it's funny when you get the responses back. Like, oh, your Gamecocks stink. You know, they're your dead. I'm like, if South Carolina wins or loses, it's not going to make make or break my day. I'm going to go home. I'm going to sleep well. I'm not a, an alum of these schools. But, and this is the part I think you would agree with me on, Swanee. Sure, if the team that you are covering, if they're winning, it makes things a hell of a lot easier when you're when you're doing your job because more people are going to be in better moods. People are going to be listening and watching and reading whatever the product that you're putting out on whatever platform, probably a little bit more. Um, and it's just more enjoyable. And as you've had a chance to experience, I've had a chance to experience from covering Clemson, you get to go to some cool places sometimes too to cover games. So yeah, certainly it's 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 more enjoyable when the team that you're covering wins games. But at the same time too, at least in my opinion i don't lose sleep if they're losing no and and not only that but i think it's hard to always talk about a team that goes out and just beats the brakes off of people because it's hard to be critical it's hard to find flaws it's hard to say well this is why they might get beat and clemson has been so dominant that these past couple of years has been a little bit more exciting because even though i thought they would win most of the games and they still have it just it, it it hasn't felt quite as dominant as they were previously, and, and that for me Forrest has Tuck, been you know a little bit more exciting every week because, like like Forrest Gump said, you never know what you're gonna get from Clemson. Now, Mike Gamecocks bowl eligible. I didn't know how it was gonna go at Vandy. Tight back and forth early on, especially when you got a quarterback named Swan. I mean, come on, you know good things are gonna happen for the Commodores, but. South Carolina does survive, and they advance. They're bowl eligible. Well, what does that mean for Shane Beamer in year two? It means 16 extra practices at the end of the year, which are huge. And I know that's one thing that you hear a lot of for, for South Carolina over the last couple of years, but it's big. because we, We've talked about it on your show, and even going back into the summer, seven wins, eight wins, whatever the case may be. Yeah, being able to have that when you go out recruiting and being able to show that to recruits, that is nice. There's no question about it. It shows that you're, you are making progress. But I think big picture, it's about being able to continue to build this foundation for the future. And this is a program that, you know, I think there were some fans when Spencer Rattler got here and some of the other transfers, they got all excited. And they were like, all right, you know, they might make a run for the SEC title. And I'm like, wait, slow down, slow down. You know, like they're not there yet. So I think it's just, it's a reminder that the foundation still needs to be built and what they're doing right now, they're making progress. Now, these three games coming up, Swanee, it's not going to be easy by any means. Florida's probably their their best bet, in my opinion. I know there's some Gamecock fans that 
watched the Clemson loss the other day, and going back to what you brought up because of the shaky start that Notre Dame had at the beginning of the season, that some people look at Clemson now and they're like, wait a minute, Notre Dame beat them. Well, Notre Dame's not a bad team, kind of like we talked about before. They just were Agreed. going through some changes. at the. So I just bring all that up, though, Swanee, because when you look at, as Siri's yelling at me in the background, um, the thing with, with, with South Carolina, their best bet is the Florida game this week, in which I believe they're eight-and-a-half-point underdogs. Not an easy place to go into and win. But because when you look at, okay, Tennessee is the week after, and you got to go to Clemson, a place you haven't played at in freaking four years because of COVID. So I say all that, Swanee, because they have to win this weekend. If they want to have a chance to go to one of these nice bowl games, if they want to be able to get seven wins in the regular season, I just can't see them beating Tennessee or beating Clemson to end up the regular season. Yeah, it it I mean, both of those teams have looked so good uh throughout the year by comparison to the South Carolina struggles, but I do think they can get down to Ben Hill Griffin and maybe sneak out of there with a W this weekend. Uh Mike Yuva, again, he's on Twitter at Mike underscore UVA. And Mike, from that standpoint, recruiting, right? The state of Florida. It's a big deal for every team in America. I mean, to go down to Florida, we recall when Steve Spurrier went in and, and beat the Gators. I mean, what would that mean for this program if they could pull off a victory over Florida, you know, right there in Gainesville? Well, it goes back to the summer where Shane Beamer has done just a tremendous job of going into the state of Florida and recruiting his tail off. And there's a lot of that Jacksonville area in particular. But I bring that up because, as you mentioned, that was a staple for Spurrier during the heyday of Gamecock football, during that 2000, I'd say even 2008, when you look at the roster makeup and just what they did from a recruiting standpoint, that's when things started to shift around that 2008 mark, and they really attacked the hell out of Florida, just going in there and creating that pipeline. So it's 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 a blueprint that I believe Beamer's trying to replicate. He knows the talent in that state. He knows that it's worked before in the past. So to be able to go down there, because, look, Florida's a school, just like there's obviously a lot of good, ta uh, talented, traditional, you know, there's a lot of great tradition down there in that state, Florida State, Miami, Florida, of course. So I bring all that up because you have to go down there and you got to convince kids to leave that state, kids that sometimes grow up wanting to be Florida Gators. So that's not easy. That's not easy by any means. So. I think if you can go down there and you can beat them for a second straight year, and that's something else that shouldn't be overlooked, they have an opportunity to beat Florida two straight years. And the other thing, too, Swanee, that a lot of Gamecock fans will start mentioning on Monday if South Carolina loses, depending on how this game goes. There were some Gamecock fans that wanted Billy Napier. Mm. I feel like they oh. the guy that I have, a, you know, I feel like they have the guy that, is a good fit for them right now. I feel like Beamer's doing everything right right now. There's obviously some things, all right, we can talk about the episode coordinator, we can talk about some of these other things that will be addressed at the end of the season. No question about it. But you watch how quickly, if they lose this game, God forbid this one gets out of control for whatever reason, you watch how quickly people start throwing Beamer under the bus, going after U.S., whatever the case may be, saying, 
they should have got Napier. Just another something to keep uh, keep an eye on this weekend. What an interesting dynamic that could become. I didn't even think about that side story, Mike, that you kind of present there with the Gamecocks again and the Gators facing off this weekend. Uh, it's been a series that has been dominated by Florida. Uh, but as you mentioned, the Gamecocks won a season ago. And I believe, if my memory serves me correctly, uh, a couple of years back, down there in Gainesville, South Carolina had a huge lead, like maybe in 2018, and uh, the and, and the Gators just came kind of storming back. I mean, for South yep. Carolina fans, whether it's Spurrier, whether it's Muschamp, these coaches who were at Florida, where does this rivalry rank in their mind's eye? Goodness, I, I think when I think when Spurrier was there, it definitely added a little something extra to it, just because of his relationship to uf but i think it's i think it's one of those things it's, it's more so if you ask the gamecock fan base what they look at as rivalries right obviously clemson georgia i don't know if florida fans look at it the same way if south carolina is like oh yeah florida is one of our rivals i don't know if florida is saying that i really don't and the reason being is just the reality as you mentioned it really hasn't been much of a series it's been florida series you know they've been just dominating it so yes again south carolina has an opportunity to win back-to-back years against the gators but when you look at the full picture i don't know how much game um, uh, gator fans look at it as gamecock fans maybe and say oh yeah that's a rivalry right there so again i think that dynamic of having spurrier there and the fact that Beamer coached under Spurrier. Maybe it brings that juice back just a little bit. Um, but again, the longtime Gamecock fans, they might look at it a little bit different than longtime Gator fans. But this certainly will add a little shot to it with Beamer in the mix. Follow him on Twitter at Mike underscore UVA. Mike, buddy, always appreciate you. Appreciate you, Swanee. Again, that's Mike Uva here on the show that shakes the Southland. We'll hit a break. Stay with us. Rocking and rolling along with you here on a Tuesday afternoon. That was Mike Yuva on Twitter at Mike underscore UVA. So final thing we'll hear from Dabo Sweeney today, and this is important, I think, for a lot of people. And and I try, you know, I try to do this show this way, where it's not just negative, negative, negative. It ha- it was not great against Notre Dame. Sweeney will tell you it wasn't great against Notre Dame. But I, I've tried not to lose sight of how good Clemson's been the run this team's been on, how difficult it is to achieve at the highest level consistently over and over and over. Dabo Sweeney talked about that as well. And I think sometimes fans need to hear it because you're certainly invested. You put a lot of time, money, effort, all that into it. But, you know, nobody, nobody puts more into it than the players. Nobody. And you you think that they're not hurting today? They absolutely are. But here's what Dabo Sweeney had to say about Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. 
Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. How fans can lose the joy so quickly, even given all the success that the Tigers have had. We've had one undefeated team since I've been the head coach. That's it. So I just think we're at a place now where you lose a game and people lose their minds, uh, absolutely lose their minds, and they lose all their joy, and they, they hate everybody, and you need to fire everybody, and you need to get rid of every player. And, and it's such a negative thing that's been created with this world of social media, and it's sad. Uh, and and I, I don't buy into that, you know. Um, and I don't grow weary. You know, I grow stronger. The Bible says that. You know, Galatians 6, 9 says, Do not grow weary from doing what is right and good, for at the appropriate time you'll reap a harvest of blessing. If you don't give up, you know, that's a, that's a big thing. And I, I've lived that my whole life. I don't grow weary. I grow stronger. I'm excited about having a good Tuesday practice today. And uh, ain't nothing going to steal my joy. Ain't nothing going to steal my joy. The words of Dabo Sweeney earlier today in Tiger Town. You can listen to the full session with Coach Sweeney over on our YouTube channel, tinyurl.com slash Clemson Sports TV as he sat down with the media to talk about this matchup with Louisville. Also, last night up in Tiger Town, the Clemson Tiger men's basketball team came away uh, with a 80-69 victory over the Citadel. Clemson uh, moved to 1-0 on the year. They'll take on South Carolina, the Gamecocks, coming up on Friday right here in the Midlands over at the Colonial Life Arena. Uh, the Tigers were led by Chase Hunter, the junior guard, uh, and sophomore Ian Shifflin. Hunter tied his career high with 23 points and a career high in assists with seven. That was his 13th career double-digit scoring effort. As for Shifflin, again, minus P.J. Hall, who's still out recovering uh, from his injury, Shifflin ignited the Tigers' offense off the bench, scoring a career-high 20 points, going 9 of 13 from the floor, snatching 14 rebounds in the game, nine of which came on the offensive glass. Uh, for Clemson, uh, Hunter Tyson also had a big day, scoring 13 of his 19 points in the second half uh, as the Tigers fought off the Bulldogs from Charleston. Uh, Clemson, again, will play in Columbia against South Carolina on Friday at 7 o'clock. The game will be on the SEC Network Plus. Hard, hard to believe that these two teams, quite frankly, uh, are facing off against one another in just the second game of the season. I, I, I don't recall a time that that's ever happened. Brad Brownell was asked after the game about it, and he said, look, if it was up to, if it was up to him, or head coach Lamont Paris at South Carolina, uh, this wouldn't be the case. But here's some of Brad Brownell following last night's victory over the Citadel. 
Okay. Um, Hard-fought win. Give Citadel kids a lot of credit. Very, very tough-minded. Probably a more physical group than we anticipated. These early games are hard. Um, you know, you don't have as much information as you would like, and and um, you know, it became a little bit of a, mat, a matchup game in the second half. They went smaller, and we stayed bigger. And obviously, Ian, I thought was a major factor for us, and. He got off to a good start, uh, three for three in the first half, and uh, you know Ed switched and tried to go small with his his four man at the five and four guards, and obviously that really stresses you with three point shooting everywhere. And I mean the kid Ash, we knew he could shoot. He was seven for ten in an exhibition, but my God, he was throwing in twenty eight footers, thirty footers. I mean they were a couple of those were amazing shots. Um, and not only then you just have to guard the three, but like it creates so much space for them to do the other things because they've got three or four guys out there that are elite shooters. So it was a hard first game, probably hard to play the young guys. That's the only disappointing thing is I didn't get the young guys in as much as I would have liked. Um, but I thought our older guys, you know, got the job done. We, we played very well at the end of the first half. We played very well at the beginning of the second half. You know, some of that is that's when we started making shots. Chase made some shots. Um, we built the lead to 20, and then all of a sudden you just take a deep breath for a second, and they, you know, you miss a couple shots, and they throw a couple in, and right now you're back to 11, and they got momentum. And, you know, the last 12, 13, 14 minutes, you're in a hard-fought game against a team that can really shoot, so it's really scary. But Brad Brown now they're talking about Clemson's performance uh, against the Citadel. Uh, again, I mentioned Chase Hunter and his numbers. Here, he, and his numbers. Here's what Brad Brownell had to say about Hunter's performance. Yeah, he was he was imp improving, right? I mean, we could see it. There was early in the year last year, he he still didn't quite have his confidence, didn't have his legs under him. Um, some of it is trying too hard, right? Sometimes these kids they put in so much time and they're trying so hard that. They're putting pressure on every pass, every shot, every play. Um, and until some good things happen, you know, you, you just you're, – you're, you're forcing it. And, uh, and I think he, he dealt with that. And, uh, but, you know, he had another good offseason. He's, you know, he's played well in the fall. Our guys have a lot of confidence in him. And he made some terrific plays, not just scoring, but passing the ball late to, to Ian for some drop-offs and – Showed some poise. Brad Brownell there talking about Chase Hunter and his performance uh, for the Clemson Tigers last night. Again, the Tigers and South Carolina play Friday at 7 o'clock. You can watch that game on the SEC Network Extra. With a quick break, we'll come back with more of the show that shakes the Southland Clemson Sports Talk right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. The Midlands, of course, heard around the world on the iHeartRadio app. And don't forget, you can head over to our website right now. $1 gets you three months of coverage of your Tigers. If you like it, it's $63.17 for one year. With a break, we'll bounce back with more on a Tuesday afternoon. Clemson Sports Talk on a Tuesday. The College Football Playoff Committee's rankings again coming out tonight at 7 o'clock on ESPN. And, and what will... Those rankings look like after a, a major shakeup took place uh, over the weekend, again, with Tennessee being beat by Georgia. Tennessee was number one uh, in the initial playoff rankings. Uh, I, I tell you, I think for sure 
Georgia is going to leapfrog Ohio State. Uh, Georgia will move to number one tonight. I would be stunned if that's not the case. Obviously, that would mean Ohio State holds at number two. I think Michigan, who was previously number five, still undefeated, moves up to number three. I think a previously and still undefeated TCU team, obviously Michigan's still undefeated. I don't know if I misspoke how I said that, but Michigan will be three. I think TCU will be four tonight. I think Tennessee will check in at number five, which I know is going to bother a lot of Clemson Tiger faithful. I think, and, and maybe bother a lot of people nationally, maybe bother uh, Oregon or, or, or USC. But Oregon, as Sweeney mentioned earlier, they had the brakes beat off of them by George in the opener. I think Tennessee's got more respect than Oregon. I think Tennessee's going to be sitting there at number five. And this is where I think it gets tricky. I know in the in the AP and the coaches' polls, LSU is ahead of Clemson. But again, I said the other day, I think with the way the college football playoff committee looks at things, I think Clemson's not perceived to be as quote-unquote bad as the AP and the coaches' polls made them out to be. I think their victories alone and the fact that Syracuse has had some losses after their quarterback's been injured is part of how Clemson is going to be evaluated tonight. And I think there's a slim, I think it's extremely slim, chance that Clemson actually checks in at six. I think more than likely, Oregon is at six. And Clemson, because their loss is to an unranked Notre Dame team and the way it happened on the road will certainly help. The fact that Notre Dame was perceived to be good out of the gates will also help. I think Clemson's probably at eight or seven tonight. I, I think it's possible Clemson could still be ahead of Southern Cal and LSU, but likely LSU moves in above Clemson, then the Tigers, and maybe then Southern Cal. I'm not going to be floored, just being honest with you, to see Clemson inside not only the top 10, but I think maybe inside the top eight. And I, I think Clemson may very well be ranked ahead of Alabama because of the way the Crimson Tide have performed this entire season, and now they have two losses. But I don't, I don't know that it's a certainty that a two-loss Alabama or a two-loss LSU are certainly going to be ahead of Clemson in the college football playoff rankings tonight. Does that change my belief that this Clemson team is worthy of being in the college football playoff. At this point, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen a team that can win a game in the college football playoff. But the fact is, I think that members of the media, less those people in the room. I think the coaches, less those people in the room, judge teams differently. And I think Clemson's got more respect on their name in the college football playoff committee's room than maybe anywhere else in college football because they truly strip it down, remove who the teams are. Let's look at what they've done. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Who they've placed or who they've faced, just in terms of numbers, it, 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 it gets less about what your helmet looks like and more about your resume. And so I think that's going to end up helping Clemson because I think losses are judged very harshly in the minds I have the college football playoff committee. More harshly than the media, more harshly, more harshly uh, than the coaches. Losses are judged more significantly in that room than anywhere else in America. As a matter of fact, don't be shocked tonight. Don't be shocked tonight to find Notre Dame ranked somewhere, perhaps inside the top 20. Thus, Clemson's loss not perceived in that room as being a loss to a team outside of the top 25. I'm telling you, Clemson, I think, is probably going to be an absolute certainty inside the top 10, may very well be in the top 8, and could, could be sitting at number six. Not not even joking. As bad as this team has looked at times, I think they'll be ahead of Ole Miss. I think they'll be ahead of Alabama. And if the belief is that they should be ahead of LSU and Oregon, I don't know where else they'd be other than six. Now, is it possible that I'm wrong and hogwash and, and the West Coast is going to get the love that they've never seemed to get from the college football playoff? UCLA, Southern Cal, in Oregon, maybe. But if the Pac-12 is not seen the same way as the coaches and the media members see it in that room, Clemson is probably going to be ahead of all three of those. And I don't know that the Tigers will be behind two two-loss teams from the SEC tonight. It's a, it, I could be completely wrong. And again, I don't think Clemson's worthy of being in the college football playoff at this point. I haven't seen a team that can win. They might find their way there. But I think they're actually going to be a lot higher tonight uh, than they were in the AP or the coaches poll. I truly believe that. Clemson will be higher tonight than 12th, and I think there's a good chance they're inside the top eight. How about that? That's my thoughts on it. 803-450-0086. And the thing about it, the college football playoff committee, I think, is recognizing, okay, well, we got these teams, X, Y, and Z, you know, whoever have a chance to win their conference, Clemson certainly still one of them. And with North Carolina probably flirting with the top 15, top 12, whatever they end up being in the college football playoff committee's rankings tonight, 
you're setting up a play-in game, perhaps, or at least for Clemson, a top-10 win to close out the regular season uh, in the ACC championship. And the college football playoff committee will be able to say, look at their resume. They got one loss. It's out of conference. They've beat these teams in the top 25 from that league, and that's why we've got them in. I mean, heck, Florida State's going to be ranked tonight in the college football playoff top 25. I think the Tigers are going to get the benefit of the doubt by who Notre Dame is, just as a program. A road game, they didn't play well. We'll hit a break. Final segment next. What have you done for me lately? It's a fair question. Just don't lose sight of the bigger picture. Don't forget history. Lucky for us at Clemson, the answer to the questions, what have you done for me lately, and what have you done always, are the same. We win. Final segment on a Tuesday afternoon. The Clemson men's soccer team headed to the ACC semifinals uh, after their 2-0 victory over the number one seed in the Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament, previously unbeaten Duke, uh, on Sunday night. Uh, They will take on Wake Forest tomorrow night. Kickoff scheduled for 7 p.m. The game will be broadcast on the ACC Network. Clemson and Wake Forest have been two of the better teams in the country. Uh, over the past few seasons, Wake Forest enters the year 14-4-0, uh, earning their spot in the semifinal with a 1-0 victory over Virginia Tech. Of course, these two teams faced off back in September uh, with Wake Forest walloping Clemson 6-1, to but the Tigers look a lot better at this point in the year. Uh, after winning four consecutive games, scoring three goals in all, but the matchup with Duke, who was previously number three in the country, and uh, a big opportunity for Clemson again, the reigning, defending national champions, your three-time national champion Clemson Tigers, uh, looking to advance to the Atlantic Coast Conference Finals uh, if they could knock off Wake Forest on Wednesday. The winner of Wednesday's matchup will take on the winner of Virginia and Syracuse. The uh, ACC championship game will be played this Sunday at Wake Med Soccer Park in Cary, North Carolina. Kickoff for the ACC championship is noon at noon, and the matchup uh, will be televised on ESPNU. Again, I know for you watching this, you're, you're saying, Swanee, you're being a homer. You know, before the break, what I said about the College Football Playoff Committee's rankings tonight, and I'm not. I'm just telling you, through years of watching this committee, I think that they don't take that loss 
at Notre Dame for Clemson as harshly as the AP and the coaches poll. And I think Clemson ends up inside the top 10. And I might be wrong, but I think there's a real chance they could end up at eight or better because the college football playoff committee wants to be able to put a crown on conference champions being in the playoff. There are five conferences. There are four spots. Is it difficult to leave out an undefeated conference champion? You know it is. You've seen it every year. Is it going to be tough to leave out a champion from a conference whose one loss came to a previously uh, a team previously seen at the start of the year as a top five team? A team who's come on strong like Notre Dame? Yes, especially when you put that resume up against maybe, all right, in Oregon, who was smashed by Georgia, if you assume the Ducks win the big the big the Pac-12 championship. TCU, they've got to go undefeated. They're underdogs against Texas this weekend. Alabama, LSU, a couple of losses. You're going to put in two lost teams, one of which LSU lost to Florida State, a team Clemson beat. It's not going to happen. And there's plenty of football left. Clemson's got to go out and win. They got to go out and beat Louisville. They've got to go out and beat Miami. They've got to go out and beat South Carolina. They've got to beat a potential top 10, top 15 North Carolina team in the ACC championship. But if Clemson wins out, they're going to be, I'm telling you, they're going to be hard pressed to keep the Tigers out still. And I know Double O doesn't want to hear me talking about, doesn't want to hear me talking about playoffs. I get it. But the playoff committee, I don't think they're going to. They're going to harshly punish Clemson. Notre Dame's going to be in the top 20 tonight. Because that's a good loss. It, it completely changes from being beaten by a team that nobody truly respects to now it's a team that, hey, they're adjusting to a first-year head coach. And it was on the road. Let's see if I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. Follow me on Twitter one way or the other, at Clemson Sports. Nearly 26,000, over 26,000, nearly 27,000 of you. Let's go to 30, 50, 100,000. Let's do it. 803-450-0086. That's the way I feel about it. I mean, it's, it's just the nature of the beast. Are they worthy of being a top eight team? I, have, I don't think so, but for crying out loud, they were one of six teams that were undefeated coming into the weekend. If you thought they were better than Alabama a week ago, why are they worse than Alabama now? Answer me, riddle me that. If you thought undefeated Clemson was better than one loss Alabama, why is one loss Clemson worse than two loss Alabama? Or two loss LSU? I mean, I'll hang up and listen. Let's see what the playoff committee says tonight. Maybe Clemson falls off the face of the earth. I don't think they're going to. I really don't. The biggest problem Clemson has at this point is that DJ Uyunglele has not shown a killer instinct. I and Maybe that's coaching. Maybe that's DJ. Let's find out where it is tonight. We'll talk about it at length tomorrow. Again, thank you for being a part of the program. It is the show that shakes the Southland every day right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400 and heard around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Until tomorrow, as always, y'all take care now. And go Tigers! 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details.